Hello listeners and welcome to episode number 35 of the Bodybuilding Dietitians podcast. Thank you for joining your usual hosts, Jack and Tierra, for yet another episode and a lot's happened since our last Road to 2023 episode. How many weeks ago was that? I think two or three. That was about three weeks ago. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of life stuff has happened. If you follow us on Instagram, you'll probably know what it is. And I think we'll kind of cut to the chase and fill everyone in. Yeah, well, I guess we've kind of been alluding to it in a few past episodes saying that, hey, you know, we're looking at homes and we might potentially be buying a house and ta-da, today we are no longer recording this podcast in our previous house, which was that funky little Queenslander, but now we are actually in a new house, which we moved to about a week and a half ago. And safe to say we're just so ridiculously happy. Yeah, it's an amazing location. Can't believe we are moving here for our very first home. Yeah, it's so beautiful. And I guess that's what was really going on these past few months. And admittedly, that's probably why we've missed a podcast episode or two and haven't been on our routine of recording every single weekend because everything was just moving at a really fast pace because you and I started looking at houses and you go onto realestate.com and you see where things show up on the map and we were like, oh my gosh, a house is actually for sale in this suburb. And we have a favorite dog beach here in Brisbane and you guys might've seen us post about that on Instagram before or you know talk about it on the podcast, but it's near a suburb that's a very small little suburb and houses rarely go up for sale in this suburb. So when we saw that one was for sale, I'm just gonna say like we just pounced on it. You know, we were just so proactive in terms of like having an inspection, putting in an offer, signing the contract, getting the building in pest, getting a home loan, like everything was moving at a really, really fast paced, coincided with obviously trying to run TBD full time and doing our coaching and training and everything else. So yeah, it was um it was one hell of a month. But you know, we're we're here now and it's it's just paradise. Yeah, it's really nice for all of us. Very happy to have moved here. All of us. I think, you know, in our hearts, I think we know we kind of bought this place for the dogs. (laughs) Mm, I think that was a partial amount of the reason, but they ain't the ones paying the mortgage. No, they're not. But hell, I'm happy to pay it to be here. But boy, it's, um, it's really, really beautiful. And yeah, just honestly, just couldn't be happier. And I'm just, I'm just going to say, I'm just, I'm really proud of us, you know? And I feel like every morning now we can wake up and we can hear the ocean and we can see the dogs running around in the backyard and walk right out the back gate. Like at low tide, you can just walk out for kilometers. We even went to Bunnings and bought some groovy boots so that our feet don't get super muddy and wet. And yeah, it's, um, it's just freaking incredible. And even with little stressful things still going on in the background, like trying to move out of our previous house. And I just, I look out the window and I'm like, everything's going to be just fine. <laughs> like, I feel like I, I can't be stressed here. So that's, that's really nice too. <laughs> mm, yeah, it certainly is a stress-free environment. Hearing the water, being able to see the water as well. That's kind of, I've noticed that my stress levels have gone down already yeah and it's so ridiculously quiet as well (laughs) Mm, when the dogs don't bark that's true yeah or other dogs out on the dog beach right (laughs) yeah but i guess with moving to a new house right we've moved to a new suburb now and uh that means moving gym so we're now officially training at a new gym we've got a new home base yeah i think uh 
we were actually planning to move down to the Gold Coast all along, really. And uh, the, the main reason why we chose not to eventually is mainly because we, we know more people in Brisbane and we thought it would be better to train in, in Brisbane because that's where our, our friends and the majority of our family is as well. So we, that, yeah. so hence, um, we're training at Welgin Brendale now. And it's been really great to see some other people there and also utilize some of their amazing kit as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Brisbane, Brisbane was good to us. You know, we trained at Brisbane for three years. That was our home gym. And Brisbane was a gym where, you know, it had everything that we needed, right? And you could go there and you could just train. But I think you and I were getting to the point where we realized like, yeah, sure, it's nice to have a training environment with good equipment where you can just show up and you can train, right? And there's nice fresh air and everything, but it just lacked that atmosphere. It lacked other people around who are also getting after it. It was really just you, me, and Damo, (laughs) right? And you and I are in our youth, right? And I think we came to that realization and it's really been cemented now training at Brendale where, you know, it's not an overly busy gym, at least the times that we train, but there's a good atmosphere, you know, there's good energy in there. And it's very refreshing being around other people who are also training hard. Mm. Yeah, I think it's a very different atmosphere, just given the amount of people and the people there who are probably more, I mean, I I don't want to speak about about Welch and Brisbane, but there was probably about five or six other people in there at the same time whenever we would train whereas now there's probably 20 plus to be fair we do work from home and we do train between like 9 a.m and 11 a.m <laughs> mm. but uh, i'm very happy with brendale and i think we'll probably train at a couple of other places every now and then like i do want to check out gold's gym and kipper ring and mm. also of course train at stafford every now and then um, but yeah i think brendale will be home yeah, absolutely. And the equipment is awesome. There's there's a lot of new pieces there that we can now incorporate into our next mesocycle or what is now our current mesocycle. For example, we're both getting after pendulum squats now. They've got a great chest supported T-bar row. The dumbbells, there are actually dumbbells in every single weight, which mm. is really nice. And they're nice and compact and yeah, it's, it's a really good gym, you know, and there's just a number of different pieces of equipment and nothing's out of order. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't uh, speak more highly about the equipment and yeah, they got some good Cybex, Gym 80, and I think most of the stuff is either Cybex or Gym 80. There's, I think the T-Bar Rose Techno Gym, but yeah, most things are very high quality. Mm-hmm. One thing I did have to get used to though is they have a number of squat racks and some of the squat racks have a mirror in between them, which is really smart because people can squat either side and they don't have to be death staring one another while they're trying to like, you know, rep out their final rep. But there's a mirror in between, but it, it, it started to make me a little bit disorientated, mm. <laughs> but gotten used to it now. That's good. <laughs> But yeah, um, Brendale's a freaking awesome gym and that will essentially be our home base for likely many, many years to come. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, other news, you know, in TBD with our last road to 2023 podcasts, we actually did our announcements of the Aussie bodybuilding tees and it's been three weeks since our launch now. And 
I'm just so happy with how it's gone. Like the response that we got from people and ordering the t-shirts, you know, and taking photos and posting them on the gram. And we just got a really, really positive response, which was awesome. And from that first launch, like it's been three weeks, I think we only have just over 10 shirts actually left. And we have actually sold out completely of mediums, which we actually did the largest number order for medium shirts. So we've just got a few left in large, extra large and 2XL, I believe, all in black, which is the white logo currently. So yeah, there's a few still left. If you do wanna head to the link in the description below and secure yours, or you can just DM us on Instagram or find those on our website. But yeah, it's, it's, it's really cool to see that obviously people love the Aussie bodybuilding tees. Yeah, I think the response has been great to the, the nice little logo that we created and also the material quality, which is enhanced compared to the uh, our previous TBD shirts. And it's, yeah, it's 5% elastane, 95% cotton, which is just gives a nicer feel, particularly if you train in them, which I think most people would. Uh, we also ship overseas as well. I think we like 99% of the shirts that we've sold or maybe even all of them. I don't think we've actually had an international order yet. So, I mean, that's a good thing, but I'm, I'm not particularly surprised given that they're Aussie bodybuilding shirts. <laughs> Understandably, TBD is not quite on the level or I'd almost argue Australia is not quite on the level of, you know, when you go into like a pretty hip clothing store and it will say things like, Brooklyn, New York City, or, you know, the Chicago Bulls or something else. It's usually from the US, right? Aussie bodybuilding, not quite there on the map, but of course that's the goal. So mm. hell, if you want to be our first international listener who wants to rep an Aussie bodybuilding tee, we do ship internationally. <laughs> we do. <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's been awesome. So having only a number of shirts left in this first order, I think it goes without saying we'll definitely be doing another order and they look fantastic in the black with the white logo, but I'm thinking that we should probably bring out a few more colors or at least in the next launch, at least do one other color, two other colors. So, you know, we would love for people's feedback on what sort of colors do you think would look good? What, what colors would you wear? And, uh, we might have to put up like a poll on our Instagram or something. Mm. Yeah. I think, uh, black's a pretty, standard color. I mean, I like black, but there are plenty of other colors like navy and dark green are two of my next favorites, mm. personally. Yeah, they would look really good and too. And gray. I'm, I'm, I don't know why I'm envisioning something in my mind, a, a blue with yellow. I know that's very out there, but there's something about like a blue t-shirt with a yellow logo. I think that looks kind of cool too. We're like red and white, I'm not sure. Mm. we'll have to uh design it up <laughs> you guys tell me does tiara just see wonky colors i'm a very colorful person i'm i'm wearing this bright pink long sleeve shirt right now and i went for a walk before and i had three people comment wow that's a bright color wow someone's colorful today and i'm like why thank you <laughs> <laughs> i don't know like usually if you see me at world's gym brisbane just look for that big ball of color and that's probably me mm. <laughs> Uh, but what else has been going on in our life, Jack? Can you give a bit of an update on your own training and nutrition? Yeah, so I think fortunately we both managed to stay on top of our training and nutrition while we've uh, been coincided with moving, etc., which is great. We did have one rest day, was it last week now? Yeah, last week on the Thursday, which is the day after we moved. And mm -hmm. I think we were both 
like a bit mentally and physically tired that day. So mm-hmm. we decided to just unpack everything, which was good because we, we basically got all the unpacking done and all the furniture building done that day, which was awesome. To be fair, I think, you know, we did do something that's a little bit unheard of, at least for us. The day of moving, we did miss a meal. Our third mm. meal had to catch up for dinner time. <laughs> I don't think you ca- caught up there. Oh God! I uh, yeah, I was just absolutely wrecked. But then I the- had to employ some, <laughs> like, a, what is it? Phone a friend, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Who uh, did that? And that friend delivered pizzas. Mm. <laughs> so look at us, you know, missing a meal, eating a pizza and garlic bread after moving out of a flipping two-story house into another two-story house, and then we took two rest days in a row, man. Yeah. Yep. How about that? Lower backs were fried. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Fortunately, we, we did rent some removalists, but I mean, even I didn't lift anything overly heavy, but even just carrying boxes and a lot of bending down and picking up lighter stuff, it, it does kind of the repeated bout action of that does cook you a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. And just obviously both of our scale weights dropped, not just because of the slightly lower food volume, but like just the energy output. And even ever since moving into this house, like meat has just been so much higher. Like just having actually a staircase in the house, like going up and down, it's a much bigger house. Like, yeah, meat levels have been significantly higher. And despite actually we're driving now to the gym. We used to walk 15 minutes to the gym there and back. Now we're driving about 20 minutes there and back and both of our calorie intakes have actually still gone up. Mm. Yeah, I'm at like 650 carb now, which is higher than I was when I was a few kilos heavier. Yeah, same. And I'm at like 350 carb and my weight's still actually not climbing. So yeah, can't necessarily complain, but Mm. hell, sorry. Get back to you. How, how, how have things been going? Yeah, so I think this is the this is the end of the fourth week of my training block. So I've got two weeks left to go. I might even prolong it a little bit if I'm feeling good. Because I definitely am quite excited by some of these new movement, movements at Brendale. And quite naturally, like I haven't started... I'm not generating as much fatigue from these movements, I think, at this point in time. Just because I'm still acclimating to them and I'm still building up my my I guess my starting strength level so wouldn't be surprised if I can push this block to seven or eight weeks but we'll just wait and see but training has been going good like I've switched out a decent number of movements like the staples have remained the same such as RDLs and a barbell incline press a dumbbell incline press just like lateral raise variations etc but I do have a handful of new ones as well. So for example, I've got a, like a Cybex shoulder press in there, a Cybex pin loaded converging chest press, which is super nice. And I've got the chest supported T-bar row. I've got the pendulum squat. I've got get to using a a proper adductor machine now um, among a couple of other newer ones. Oh, the single leg press? Yeah, the single leg press, which is a gym 80 one where you can kind of transform it and transform it into like a unilateral leg press or like a bilateral leg press. So I do, I do unilateral on that and yeah, just different variations of hamstring curls and leg extensions, like different brands will make different, I guess they'll be subtly different. Like mm-hmm. the, the Cybex seated leg curl that I used is dramatically better than the life fitness one I've been using for like three years. Mm. Yeah, we'll say hello to a few gains, right? Like mm. when I'm training in there, like 
I just have this new sense of motivation that I really want to train. Again, I think it's the atmosphere and the environment of being surrounded by other people too, just the energy that they're giving off. But yeah, just being in a gym with new equipment, right? Like it's almost like a, it's almost like a semi, like a fresh start sort of thing. But, um, I know that I'm really happy training there as well. And everything just feels very good, very smooth, but you're, you're starting to cap out already a few of the stacks you were mentioning. Yeah. So I've noticed that the Cybex stacks are a bit lighter than the life fitness ones and definitely the gym 80. It's interesting because the, the gym 80 ones are actually the heaviest stacks I've ever seen. They're Usually stacks go up to like 97.5 or 100. These stacks go up to like 130 or like 135. So they're about a third heavier, which is good. And are they still in kilograms or are they in pounds? I think, I don't know, but mm. I kind of... The numbers. <laughs> yeah, the numbers all kind of match up anyway. Like I was u- usually having to in my tricep pushdowns add on a 10 kilo plate and then some extra... Whereas I'm, I've still got a couple of bars to go in the gym 80 mm. uh, cable stack, which is awesome. Means I don't, because I don't like having to put the. Pl- I need to get a gym pin though, because uh, the the Cybex stacks do seem to be a bit lighter. I'm mm-hmm. not sure. Yeah, and how are you going with the adductor machine? Yeah, I that's I need to get a gym pin for that. Yeah. <laughs> Even though they have two adductor machines, and yeah, mm. I'm almost maxing out one of them. Yes. Yeah, you think that World's Gym again? You and I are like little little natties. No offense. We're we're natural athletes, right? We're not near our genetic or strength potential. But you know, World's Gym, right? There's some serious bodybuilders that train there. You'd think that you know they would really try to get some equipment that's just ridiculously heavy. Mm. Well, to be fair, the gym eighty stuff is quite heavy. Maybe you're just really strong. Mm. I mean, <laughs> you said it, not me. Okay, I'll say it. <laughs> Well, that's kind of training. I'm, I'm just looking forward to pursuing these new movements and seeing where they take me. I definitely think that something as subtle as this, or it's not really that subtle, but a change like this for someone in our level of advancement for natural bodybuilding, like it will make a decent amount of difference, mm-hmm. like having these new movement selections. And I've even noticed like in my quad dominant leg day which is my second leg day like i've just been able to choose some some better movements now which are more suited to quad growth because at the moment like i am i would say quads are my priority in terms of the lower body and like the pendulum i can get some great knee flexion on that because i guess knee flexion is and and spending time at the bottom is what i'm trying to pursue in my quad quad based movements and things like the pre-core hack and the pre-core leg press I was using for single leg press, I just wasn't really able to get much knee flexion on those, which is like knee bend without getting some anterior knee pain. Whereas so far on the pendulum, I can get good good knee flexion. On the, on the gym 80 leg press, I can get good knee flexion. And I might even bring back the Bulgarian split squat mm. because again like the the plates are quite thick at uh brendale which means the smith machine can only hold so many <laughs> as if you would max out the smith for bulgarians no for hip thrusts oh i thought okay, bulgarians i was like get on my level <laughs> no but for bulgarians they do and for rdls too they've got one of those really good 
RDL machines sort of thing where you can plate load it either side and um, you can either put your foot on the back and do Bulgarians, which is nice, you know, if, if you don't want that sort of hardcore stability aspect to be at play, like you get with the dumbbells or kettlebells, you can use that machine or you can spin the other way around and do RDLs. I love doing RDLs and Bulgarians on both of those. So mm-hmm. yeah, that'll be, that'll be really fun to play around with. Yeah. I just, uh, probably next block I'll put in Bulgarians again. Mm-hmm. Like I know it's going to be super hard because it's going to be my third exercise after RDLs and leg press, but think it's it's for the best Mm. and that's probably just going to be practical for you perhaps to use that machine because one you would be at the strength point where like it would almost be impractical to be heaving around really big dumbbells either side Mm. of you because like once you'd get used to the movement pattern again and really confident with it you honestly would probably have the strength to what be lifting like the 50s for bulgarians yeah i think over a year ago i did the 40s so I, I would say I would be getting close to the 50s by now. Yeah. And considering I'm almost at like the this coming week, I want to give the 35 kilograms a crack because I've gone up to 32.5 at Brendale for two by 10. And at Brisbane, I finished on two by nine with the 34s, but they only go up in 2.5s now at Brendale. So I just have to level up to the 35s. If I can do that, and you've seen your legs compared to mine, uh, I think you could, you'd probably have the strength to like do the fifties, but again, like 50 kilograms, either side of you for Bulgarians, like, yes, you could do it, but it might just be more feasible to do it on that machine where you plate load it either side. Mm. Don't have to worry about, Oh God, am I going to topple over? Yeah. I've no, I, my balance is quite poor. So I agree. I'm not a big fan of doing dumbbell Bulgarians. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah, well, nutrition-wise, as I said, like I'm on 650 carb now. I'm on 70 fat and 275 protein on a training day. So considering like AJ and I are thinking body weight's probably going to get up to 94, 95 if appetite permits, I think body composition will be more than adequate to get to that point, in my opinion. And sure, I'll have the most fluff probably I've, maybe not the most I've ever had, but close to it. But I have no doubt if I remain injury-free that my tra- my training performance is already the best it's ever been, but it's going to be even better than what it is now because I'll have that much extra body weight to aid in stability and bracing in those bigger movements. And I've got some, some decent goals ahead for what I want to achieve on these newer movements. So I think I'm about probably 65 70% sold on doing season B 2024, which means the longer I can extend this next gaining phase, the better. So I think in my eyes, what it's going to look like is trying to gain up until June next year. Nice. uh, Which I've got about probably six kilos to do that, Mm -hmm. which I might not get to that point. I might get to 95 prematurely, in which case probably mini cut uh, when I do reach 95 after maybe a month of maintenance there or so, I would predict. And then after that, probably gain up until around December or probably January of 2024. And then mini cut again and then pre-prep. So have a maintenance phase and then start prep for season B whenever that is. So like Mm. it'll be in March or April. Yeah. Exciting stuff. Yeah. I'm keen to see you next time. Well, this will be the first time that you ever hit 95 kilograms. Your Mm. top weight in the past was like 94 kilograms. And I thought you held that pretty well. 
but uh, it'll actually be pretty interesting to actually chuck up some comparisons. Yeah, I think once you reach or run, once I reach that range, like I I don't think I'll look too much different because it'll be hidden under a decent amount of body fat. So mm. we'll we'll see. I think I, I don't know. I think you're going to have a vastly different body composition in 2023 at 95 kilograms compared to 94 kilograms when you were back in 2020. Mm. Well, I'd hope so. Yeah, I hope so too. Well, I know so. I'm just predicting it. Yeah. That's it for me though. What about you? Well, how's your training been going? Yeah, training's been freaking awesome. Definitely ended on a big high at Brisbane because again, I kind of like to just make memories and I kind of have final send-offs with things. I'm just one of those people. And I knew that was going to be our final week of training at Brisbane after training there for three years you know we made a lot of memories that gym was really good to us but I wanted to go out with a bang and really push myself and see what I was capable of so I set myself two big goals one was for my dips and then another one was for my smith machine lunges for my dips I got three sets of 10 with a five kilogram weight plate and you know in a fed state probably around 68 kilograms or so so I was really, really proud of myself to be able to pump those out considering three months prior, I could only do three reps body weight when I was around 64 kilograms. So made a hell of a lot of tricep, chest and delt strength gains since then. And I'm not kidding, man. I think in these last few months, like dips really have done something for my delts. Like I'm really freaking happy with just the development I'm already experiencing from them. And that's why it makes me so psyched to be like, hell yes, another two years of this, then I'm going to get on an IFBB stage and really be able to show it off. So mm. really freaking pumped for that. But yeah, that was... That... I've recently started dips as well. Yeah. And how do they feel? Yeah, they feel good. Like much better than they had last year when I couldn't do them. So I've already started adding weight and they're feeling good and strength is going up. Yeah. it's um, They're just such an awesome movement. Yeah. Mm. I'm, I'm, I love them. I'm you know, better late than never, but I almost rack my brain. I'm like, why the flips did I not start programming these earlier? But again, better late than never. And yeah, as long as I've been consistent with them, like I do them twice a week, one day on Tuesdays now waited, um, working in like a six to 10 rep range. And then on a Saturday, I just do them body weight right now. And like, once I can max out three by 12 body weight, it's because I'm in a bit more of a fatigue state. And I also do some upper body work the day prior to once I can do that, I'll move both to weighted, but that was awesome to be able to do those dips at Brisbane for a send off. And the other one was just my Smith machine lunges. Like I hit a milestone with those that I'd have to go back through the podcast archives, but I said, I think I said something along the lines of maybe last year, like before we compete in what we thought was going to be 2023, I want to be able to lift like hundred kilograms on the Smith machine for lunges. And at that point I was lifting like 60, right? So that's 40 kilograms more. But these past few months, I've just really leveled up, especially just from a mindset perspective and just where I can really take myself and just, just freaking embrace almost the discomfort of some of these movements and just push. And I was like, this is my final Smith machine session after many years at Brisbane, let's just go for it. So I loaded up 90 kilograms and the resistance on the machine is like nine kilograms apparently. So it was 99 kilograms total on my back. And I was able to do that for two by eight per leg. So 
that felt just awesome, you know? And again, like in the movement, it's, it's, it is strange because I have been able to somewhat desensitize myself to the discomfort and I can just purely focus on, okay, just down and up, just freaking get that weight up. And it doesn't feel like really, really difficult in the moment. But then once I re-rack the weight and I kind of gather myself, I do feel my central nervous system take a little bit of a hit and I'm like, whoa, okay, I need to take a little bit of a break. And then for the rest of the day, I just feel absolutely flipped. Like, (laughs) I don't, you know how people always say my central nervous system, it's fried, Mm. you know, like one actually picture that like someone lighting a match to your spinal cord ouch <laughs> but uh, i i don't know where that comes from like i don't actually think there's any there's some sort of evidence base behind like frying or shocking your central nervous system but it is an expression that we always use mm. yeah i have noticed that <laughs> i wonder where it originated from yeah well i think maybe your brain is fried because <laughs> i don't i when i think of fried i think of like the cooking method. Yeah, me too. Yeah, mm. but people always say that, you know, my central nervous system, I just, it got lit. It's on fire or something. And again, like, yikes. <laughs> I don't think it's too common outside of the bodybuilding zone mm. or the performance area. Yeah. I don't think you won't hear someone on the streets talking about their CMS, mm-hmm. I don't think. But I think it's just something we've heard along the grapevine, you know, and then we paired it. But essentially, it just means that. You've pushed yourself really hard and then the downstream effects of that is that you just feel a little bit extra fatigued. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so those were where I left off at Brisbane, which was awesome. And now moving over to Brendale is just really good. Again, just love the gym, love being able to use a lot of new pieces of equipment similar to the ones that you're using as well. I'm keen to start progressing on those pendulum squats. And right now I'm kind of borderline weak, I would say. I'm only loading up 25 kilograms on the pendulum and the rpe it's just like artificially elevated Mm. because i'm not used to that movement but literally in my head i'm like just push up tiara because again i know that i can bulgarian split squat almost like triple the weight that i'm pendulum squatting and that's on one leg i've got two on the pendulum squat so i'm like you know you can do this um so i'm kind of having a little bit of a mental battle with myself there but well i think it's more it's not it's more the skill acquisition for you because you aren't used to any bilateral movements Mm. so i do i've done leg press at world's gym Mm. brisbane but obviously it's very different to the pendulum because the pendulum like you go way deeper and it's kind of funny because before we moved to world's gym brendale we were having a discussion with nicole hitchhock and also dan chappelle um and we were like yeah we're really keen to use your pendulum squat and they're like oh i don't know about that thing it doesn't get very good range of motion you know and then we're like oh they were like yeah there's like this stopper on it and then we went to world's gym brendale and we both used it and like it just kept going down and down and down and down. And we're like, what the heck? <laughs> we're like, Nicole and Dan, what do you guys want to like literally ask to grass? Are you guys literally sitting on the ground? Like mm. this thing's not too far off. <laughs> Why well, I, I am touching the stopper on some reps. But you're still well below parallel. Mm. You know, it's literally almost like your hamstrings touching your calves sort of business. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they might do a lower stance plus their, I mean, your legs are longer than mine. So mm. yeah. Yeah. But either way, I just thought 
that was a little bit funny, but it definitely, it definitely does get good range of motion and a hell of a lot more than an incline leg press. But I know I'll be persistent with it. I'm not going to give up and I'm going to let you hold me accountable to that. And over the months and years, I will be able to level up and lift a lot more weight on that. And it, I know it will reflect in my quads. Mm, for sure. It's a very, very quad dominant movement. Mm-hmm. Maybe you and I are going to have to like embrace our inner laws and AJ and just like get a band on there and do a hardcore leg session. And yeah, because we do pendulums on the same day. Mm. Yes. I just start with them. You start with stiff legs. Well, maybe I'll have to swap around. Who knows? I mean, I'd be for that. Yeah. I want to get to the point where I'm not going to have to peel off a bunch of plates or like you're going to have to put on a bunch of plates. I almost want to be level with you. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm not far off on Bulgarian, so I'm sure I can somehow get there in our years on the pendulums. Mm. What am I now? Like I'm doing 70, so I'm about almost tripling you. Yes. Okay. Well, again, the more I become accustomed to it, I will, uh, I'll be there. <laughs> I'll chase you, but yeah, training's freaking awesome right now. And, uh, just in terms of nutrition, again, kind of like I alluded to ever since moving to this house, even despite driving to the gym now, instead of walking, uh, just meat levels are so much higher. And I feel just, I feel really happy, really full of energy, but I like my scale weight just when I was eating at the same amount that I was eating, um, a few weeks ago when we were at our previous house, my scale weight was just dropping on average. Like before we left and moved, my scale weight was kind of hovering around like 67.6, like sometimes like 67.8 sort of thing. But ever since we moved here on average, it's gone like 67.4, 67.2. That's despite me before I was eating around 300 carb, 40 fat, 160 protein, upped it to 325 carb. Now this week, 350 carb and it's still just sitting around that 67.4 which i'm not mad about like i can definitely eat you know more bananas and all that good stuff um but i just do find it find it interesting but i definitely i feel like i'm burning more energy even during this podcast or even when i'm having conversations with clients like i just feel like i've got more expression in me and i i genuinely think it's just because i'm, I'm really just happy and just excited to be alive right now Mm. Yeah, I think the environment that you live in is very indicative of your mental health and which correlates to your physical health as mm-hmm. well. So I wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but uh, luckily bananas are cheap So um, and the weather's turning up and lots of fruit's going on sale now. So yeah, it's, it's almost time to break out the blender again and make some more ice cream. Mm. Right now, just making very thick protein cakes every single day not sure if your ice cream will have enough calories in it <laughs> again that's why i got bananas instead of strawberries but soon what about all the fructose though? mangoes will be in season give me that fructose <laughs> man it's good stuff <laughs> no but uh things are good and i guess the other thing is i kind of realized is this weekend which we're recording this on a sunday afternoon it's the 21st of august this is the last normal weekend or the last weekend for for probably the next two months that there actually won't be a show on because next weekend it's going to be kicking off with the ICN season here in Australia for season B. I've got two clients competing at the Batemans Bay show, which is in New South Wales. I've got Candace competing in bikini and I've got Ashley who's doing sports model and fitness. And then the following weekend, they're both going to be doing the ACT show in their same divisions. And every single weekend after that, 
We've got clients from different states in Australia competing at a different show all the way up until the final one, which is October 16th, which will be the IFBB Queensland show. Then we have one break the following week. But if I have to double check the calendar, but I'm pretty sure there isn't a show on like the 22nd, 23rd of October that weekend. But then the following week after that, it's going to be IFBB Nationals and also the INBA show, which I've got a quite a number of clients competing in those two shows too, which are back to back on the Friday and the Saturday. So saying hello to these next two crazy months of shows and, you know, uh, a, a lot of just celebration for Team TBD, these girls that I've been working with for a number of years, and they've all been in prep now for close to six months. So the time is now, you know, like show day is just around the corner and it's really exciting. You and I in less than a month will be flying up to Townsville for the Tropics show. Like, mm. yeah, lo- lots of good things to come. So it's really, really exciting all of these next couple of weeks and months. So make sure to be following our socials if you're interested in following, you know, all of our team members and things like that. And just, you know, seeing how they go at their first shows. A lot of these girls are first timers as well, which is really exciting too. I think... Yeah, almost all of them are. Yeah, the the large majority of them are. Like mm. a, a few a few women have competed, but they haven't actually competed for a number of years. So they've had quite extended off seasons, and now they're coming back and they're fighting for it. Yeah, I have two first timers as well in the US. Mm. So looking forward to their. I think one is about uh, getting into crunch time. So the last few weeks for Adam, and then also got someone else who is still 12 13 weeks out so cool that'll be awesome and with the natural shows over in the u.s like do they have similar season a season b or is it kind of like i know obviously the npc they just run year round man mm. i think inba does seem to do a lot of shows year round mm. because they're i know they have the natural olympia in november i believe so they might, they don't seem to really stagger for that, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I think even someone who qualifies in February, they kind of have to wait until November to do it, which is a shame, but it's just how it is. I, I think Australia is quite unique in that they do two very distinct seasons and mm-hmm. have nationals. And I think we often look at INTN for that, but ICN is just one federation. Mm. I mean, I wish it was just one federation. I wish it was one natural federation globally because that would, or even two, that would make things a lot easier. And maybe there could be some some subtle or maybe distinct differences between each. But I mean, that's just how it is. Yeah, so. I think that would be awesome. <laughs> if, they could all, if they could all just collaborate and it would just be a very clear playing field and just very kind of clear cut with all of the different divisions and categories and the rules and the requirements and etc. And uh, then to really be able to come together at the end of the year, like of course, IMBA, they have their natural Olympia, right? And like WMBF, they have their natural worlds and everything like that. But something literally like the IFBB Olympia, like that would be so freaking mm. neat like for all of the natties to come together to, to one to one show that would just be and just the build up to it mm. one day maybe hopefully yeah well boy i think that pretty much wraps up this podcast episode uh what's something that you want to improve this next week jack so i actually got have got rdls tomorrow which i do want to improve like my first i'll be honest my first run of rdls at brenda wasn't good just because 
think it was the plates were slightly smaller. Like they were still 20 kilo plates, but they were smaller, which meant that I wasn't used to the range of motion on those smaller plates. So I'll probably have to start using Olympic plates um, because even a subtle change when like I was doing 205 and it just felt very bad and didn't get how many reps I wanted to. So I think when I'm using that much load, like even small changes like that kind of make a big difference. Mm. So I'd like to rectify that tomorrow. And also I think my back was still a, a, a slightly fatigued from the move. Mm, yeah, that would make a lot of sense. I've noticed that too. Like the plates do feel a little bit different. Like my OHP, I had to pull it back by like 2.5 kilograms just because just that slight variation. Maybe that's why my stiff legs felt a little bit off this past week too. Not just the lower back agony from moving, mm. but per, like I didn't actually think about that like because it's so subtle, but especially with a stiff leg because I'm actually stopping on the ground. Like maybe that's why they just felt a little bit iffy on my back because maybe I was going through slightly more range of motion. Potentially. Interesting. Okay. We're going to have to get out a tape measure, but that would require us to go back to Brisbane. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think most Olympic plates should be very similar. Mm. So I'll just, maybe, I think what you should do is just use Olympic plates since you do them in the Olympic area mm. anyway. Yeah. I think I was using Olympic plates. Okay. Well then, no, sorry. Maybe I was just no having an off session then. <laughs> hey, maybe there's like a millimeter there, all right? <laughs> what about you though? Well, this next coming week, I want to improve my presentation skills because Jack and I are actually presenting next week at a conference. So Sports Nutrition Australia, they're having a two-day conference. The first day, they're having guest speakers like Eric Helms and Danny Lennon and Alan Flanagan. And then the next day, we're going to be actually backing that up with the crew from uh, the comp prep guys. So we've got <laughs> with the comp prep guys, the comp prep guys and one gal, <laughs> yours truly. Um, so we've got Brandon Kempter, Joey Cantlin, Kyle Weber, Alex Thomas, and then us, TBD, will all be presenting for a comp prep seminar. So covering everything, you know, from nutrition, training, peak week, improvement season, mindset, you name it, everything that has to do with comp prep, we'll all be presenting different segments well, yeah, there. It's not just, it's the, the physique seminar. The physique seminar. Because, yeah, technically, I guess, improvement season and... Yeah, geez, Tiara, aren't you like a bodybuilding dietitian or something? Don't you know the phases of a physique athlete? <laughs> comp prep is only one of the four. Mm. <laughs> Sorry, my mistake. <laughs> yeah, so it's not just comp prep. But if you guys want to grab a ticket for either of those days, you can head over to our Instagram or Sports Nutrition Australia's Instagram. Mm -hmm. Or even the website, just search up Sports Nutrition Australia or Sports Nutrition Association. And yep. uh, yeah, you can buy the tickets there. You can attend in person, which I think is awesome. Like in-person stuff is really cool, obviously, because you get to be there with the speakers, right? It's you get like, to meet Tiara. <laughs> you get to meet TBD in the flesh. <laughs> uh, but, you know, like, especially like post-COVID, post-pandemic, like, being around other people, it's kind of nice, you know what I mean? But of course, if you can't make it, I'm pretty sure you can also buy tickets online too. Yes, you can. Absolutely. Yeah, to attend online. You can buy all the tickets online though. 
You know what I mean. Anyway, if you guys are planning on coming, that would be pretty cool to see you there. But otherwise, we'll be there. That's what I want to improve. We got some presentations to practice. And uh, so that... Just the one. <laughs> you know. Actually, no, we're, we're presenting on nutrition and dietetics. And we're also going to be presenting on the improvement season as mm. well. So... Yeah, that's us, but I'm sure as long as we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get back into gear kind of like we used to in uni and um, practice for that and it should be sweet. Yes. Well, hopefully we can keep up with the podcast episodes as well since mm -hmm. we'll be having shows so regularly. Yeah, absolutely. We will try our absolute best. Well, guys, thank you so much for tuning into this one. Hope you enjoyed it. Bit of a life recap, you know, a bit of a ramble, but uh, hell, if you're still here, thank you very much. <laughs> and if you did enjoy it, please remember to take a screenshot, post it to your Instagram stories, tag Jack, tag myself, tag TBD, and we will catch you in the next one.